I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm here talking with Terry Ray, Vice President of Worldwide Security Engineering for Imperva. So, Terry, a moment ago you were telling me that there are two specific areas that are concerning when it comes to web application security. What are those? First, thanks, Tracy. When you talk about the areas of, of web application security, really there's two primary areas, and those areas tend to be around hacktivism and your cyber criminals. If I step back just a little bit, you know, really when we think about web applications, the common question I ask customers is I ask customers, what is it that your application actually does? A lot of customers ask me or will tell me their applications do a lot of things. It's e-commerce or banking or what have you. The reality, if you take it back and you look at the fundamental function of a web application, it is to be a client to your database, your data. And so from, for us, it's about the data security, right? The, the data that drives your business, the data in your data center, and securing your data center. So when we talk about the applications, that's really what it's all about, is being able to secure those applications from people like hacktivists, which are very common, as well as the, the cyber criminals. And just to give you a couple of percentages here, uh, you know, when we look at the number of attacks that an average web application gets over any particular year, from Encapsula, which is a subsidiary of ours, uh, it's about 4,000 attacks per year uh, on a, any given individual application. That's not per organization, that's per application. Organizations have tens to hundreds of applications, so that can be a significant amount of attacks happening in an organization. I think the other percentage that's relevant here is a percentage from White Hat Security, where they said that 86% of applications, on average, have at least one serious vulnerability. Uh, when you put those numbers together, 4,000 attacks per year, 86% of ap applications have at least one serious vulnerability. The overwhelming majority of applications that people use today have at least one serious vulnerability and are attacked 4,000 times a year. That's a problem, and it's a problem that, that can be solved, but isn't necessarily being solved by all organizations. You've noted hacktivism, Terry. How concerning should hacktivism be when it comes to the theft of actual data? There's, there's a bit of a misnomer when we talk, think about hacktivism. A lot of people equate hacktivism to DDoS, right? They're very synonymous. Um, the reality is DDoS is just the front end, if you will, of hacktivism. Hacktivism, when organizations that are hacktivists go out and they try to attack an organization, they start off, step one is do a targeted technical attack. They try to steal data. SQL injection, cross-site scripting, all the other types of attacks that people are familiar with on the web application side, they try all that. All of that's tried. They use actual very specific automated tools to do that. It's a, it's a process we've, we've been able to record, but they always end with DDoS. So the reality is, is, yes, they absolutely are interested in stealing data. They aren't always successful with it, but they always do end with DDoS, which is why they have that front-end DDoS space. And what about the ways that hacktivists are attacking data? We talked a little earlier about Anonymous and some of the different tools that they're using. They don't always have to have a botnet, for instance. For me, the, the most eye-opening thing about the, uh, the research that we've done with regard to hacktivists is their use of automated web application scanning tools. Um, they use a lot of different tools. They use a lot of automation. There's not a lot of by-hand stuff happening here, so they're using a lot of these tools that are available in the in the marketplace. The, the tools that they use are tools that, frankly, enterprises use, and I think that's the, the biggest thing that I took away from this, is that when we look at the tools that hacktivists use, hacktivists use web application vulnerability assessment scanners to scan your application and find where your application has vulnerabilities. Interestingly, enterprises use the exact same tools in many cases that the hacktivists are using, and vice versa. So what happens is a, a hacktivist will scan your application and they'll find a vulnerability and they move immediately to being able to exploit that vulnerability. An organization scans their application, they find that they have 50, 100 vulnerabilities, whatever those vulnerabilities are, they then take those 
vulnerabilities, give them to their app developers, and they wait some period of time for the developers to try and fix the application. Uh, another statistic from White Hat is it takes a little bit over 100 days on average for any developer to fix any particular application vulnerability. The problem with that is there's a major gap between the time to exploit that a hacker has once they find the vulnerability using the same tool and the time that the enterprise has to fix the vulnerability using that same tool. And what we've essentially created is something called virtual patching where customers can now integrate web application firewalls, particularly Imperva's web application firewall, with the common web application vulnerability assessment tools. So when you find your vulnerability, you can give the, the vulnerability information to your developers for them to fix the application, but at the same time, you can use that application information, the application assessment information, feed that directly to your web application firewall, and immediately start mitigating where you know you have known risk in your web application. So mitigate that risk immediately. The idea is to give organizations the same power to close their holes as attack have to exploit them. Where do you see vendors coming together and where is the need for more integration, especially where web application security is concerned? So, specifically with regard to web application security, as, as I alluded to a moment ago, we're, at Imperva we have a lot of uh, partnerships with the web application vulnerability assessment tools. We work directly with those tools to create that virtual patching solution so that you have that ability to close that time of gap of when you can actually identify the vulnerability and mitigate the vulnerability. But further than that, we're finding that web application firewalls need to have additional partnerships. So one of the things we have is we have something called Threat Radar, and Threat Radar gives us the ability to go out and work with phishing companies, companies that identify people who are trying to fish your website, companies that try to provide information around malicious IP addresses, companies that try to provide information around anonymous IPs and Tor IPs, essentially IP reputation. We don't do it ourselves. We work with third parties that feed us the information to our customers that give that information to the WAF. And the idea is to have a, a solution that protects your application that is contextual, that gives you information that says it's not just a point solution that says I see something bad and I need to block it, but instead I have a lot of other elements of information, layers of security that I can bring to bear that make allow the web application firewall to make far better decisions about when it's going to block something and when it's not so that it doesn't have to make mistakes like maybe other products have in the past. When it comes to web application security, you mentioned earlier that the market in the U.S. or North America is a little bit more mature when it comes to its understanding and its need for web app firewalls. What could Asia Pacific learn from its North American counterpart? The quickest and easiest thing is is the, the problem of hacktivism, the problem of cybercrime, is not a localized problem. Right? It's, it's really a global problem. It, a, a credit card that you steal in the United States is just as good as a credit card that you steal in India, for example. Right? Just recently, $45 million stolen from banks due to a breach in India banks that allowed people to you know, change the, uh, the credit limit on credit cards. That's a problem. That wasn't an American problem. Now, they stole the money out of American ATMs and, and other ATMs around the world. The reality is, is a credit card is a credit card. It's not a big bank problem. It's not a small bank problem. It's everybody who takes credit cards that has that data. They're all just as good as anyone else's. So mom and pop shops on up to the big boys. Credit cards aren't the only problem. I have a lot of people that come to me and say, I don't have any private data. I ask them, do you have usernames and passwords? They say, we do. I say, well, you know, I can't speak for myself, but, you know, my parents, they're not that technical necessarily. So at the end of the day, their usernames and passwords tend to be used on more than one website. Their username and passwords are private data, and if I can steal their username and password and try it on their bank accounts, there's a chance that that might actually work, even though I stole it only from Hotmail or from Facebook or somewhere else. So private data is only relative to the people that are using it. It may not be sensitive to the company that's holding it, but it may very well be usable for people that uh, steal it, and they can use it in a lot of very different, interesting ways. I did also want to ask about the role that privacy laws are playing in some of these differing markets. 
So privacy laws was one of the major drivers in the United States that really gave us uh, you know, a head start in terms of the market for web application security. In the United States, obviously, there is that, right? You've got PCI, Sarbanes-Oxley, HIPAA, FERC, NERC, and a lot of other different kinds of regulations that we have uh, that aren't necessarily shared throughout the, the rest of the world. EMEA has some now. Now you start to see APJ starting to have privacy laws in Australia, in Korea, in Japan, in uh, Hong Kong, and throughout. So now we're starting to see these ramp up of we have private data too. There needs to be some level of regulation because without it, organizations may not have the a true driver to, to really secure that data. Some organizations do it because they've been hacked. It's their uh, responsive rather than proactive. Uh, we do see that out here, but the reality is the compliance absolutely is, is a driver in terms of web application security, and we're seeing a major uptick in, in Asia now with some of those drivers coming to fruition. And then, Terry, before we close, how often are you asked by clients about the need for web application security and a web application firewall? We get that question a lot. The question quite frequently is, is around the solutions that organizations have already deployed around their perimeter. Their traditional network security solutions, their next generation solutions, uh, generation firewalls, as well as their IDS, IPS solutions, even, even antivirus to some degree. The reality is, is that those solutions just simply don't solve the problem of web application security. And while I could go on for hours and talk about the individual reasons why, the reality is, is that they're perimeter solutions and they all need to allow, for business purposes, they need to allow access to your web infrastructure. That's what your web infrastructure is all about. It's usually the face, the customer-facing face of the organization. You have to allow people to access that. So it's very difficult for these other organizations to allow all access to that, yet at the same time prevent all access to uh, those structures. At the same time, most of the access that we're now we're starting to see tends to be more ciphertext. There's more encrypted data that's happening there. And most of the traditional solutions that are out in your perimeter, perimeter simply don't decrypt the SSL traffic. Even if they did, you have to look at those solutions and say, do these solutions know anything about my web application? And the reality is, is they really don't. They may know some levels, some types of SQL injection in a general way, at a very high level way, but we're seeing SQL injection, we're seeing cross-site scripting that are obfuscated in such ways that you really can't detect them unless you really have an understanding of the individual application and how that application works. And until solutions that, out of, that are at the printer, perimeter really understand the application, understand the cookies and all the other elements that are relevant to applications, they don't really stand a chance to be able to secure that. And I think the bigger factor is we've seen this question so frequently that we've actually created a tool called the Web Application Testing Framework Tool. This tool's specific purpose is to help organizations answer the question of, I have security in my environment right now. I have firewalls and IDS and IPS. Why isn't this solving my problem? It allows you to run traffic through your environment and not just test your solutions on whether or not they detect all the bad traffic, but also test them on how much of the good traffic that you actually block as well. Because the first thing that happens in any customer ask is, if your solution blocks good traffic, what do you do? And the answer is, I turn it off. It may be an exclusion rule, or you effectively start to lower the element of security that's available there. And that's the problem is we see with applications that are so complex that even the solutions that claim to be able to do application security, without all the contextual partnerships that we've talked about here and the ability to understand the application, they really stand no hope of being able to provide security without creating the false positives that limit them and their ability to really be effective in an environment. Terry, I want to thank you for your time again. Thank you very much, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Terry Ray of Imperva. For information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.